Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Dose of Leadership Podcast, episode 299. Welcome to another episode of the Dose of Leadership Podcast, the show that brings you inspiring and educational interviews with today's most relevant and motivating leaders. Each episode is dedicated to highlight real-life leadership and influence experts who dedicate their lives to the pursuit of the truth, common sense, and courageous leadership. And now, here's your host, Richard Ryerson. Hey, welcome to Dose of Leadership. This is Richard Ryerson. Hey, this is my first time I'm actually recording my podcast episode, so you can actually see me recording this. So if you're listening on the podcast for the first time, you can go check out my YouTube channel, Dose of Leadership on YouTube, and you can actually see this uh, actual recording. I thought... You know, one thing I wanted to do in 2017, and we're already halfway through it, so I got to get busy. I've got 41 episodes here that I wrote down, 41 solo episodes based on your feedback, based on the feedback I got from from all of you out there saying, I love it when you do your little 15 to 20 minute solo episodes. So I'm committed to do that more. In addition to all the interviews, I'm not getting rid of the interviews because I love talking to leaders, thought leaders, CEOs, because we can learn a lot from all of them, and it's actually it's fun for me. But I need to start doing this more, and i got to get a little comfortable doing this in front of the camera. It's something that's a little abnormal, but here you can kind of see uh, in all of its uh, simplicity here how Dose of Leadership is actually recorded. So if you're new to me on YouTube, welcome to Dose of Leadership. Check out my podcast and, and all the 300 episodes and the interviews that I've done up to this point, including a handful of solo episodes. And again, if you're listening to the show, go check out my YouTube channel, and uh, you can actually see me. Uh, actually record this episode. So for this first one, what I want to talk about here is the thriving in chaos, right? You've heard me talk about on this show, the four C's of leadership, you know, how charisma is overrated. And and if you're going to gravitate towards a natural, authentic charisma, which I think all of us need to have, you need to have some sort of charismatic qualities, but I don't want people to focus on charisma as the guiding force of leadership. Instead, I want people to be calm, confident, consistent, and courageous. Those are my four C's. And within that, a natural, authentic charisma will come forth. With that, with that lifelong pursuit of those four C's, um, it really lays the foundation towards what I think is critically important, especially in these day and age, is how do we succeed and thrive, survive, and not only survive, but thrive in a chaotic environment. Because let's be honest, right? All of us deal with chaos in some aspect of our lives. It never goes away. In fact, it really is kind of the natural order of the universe. It's kind of this controlled, organized chaos, if that makes sense. And um, it is the natural order of things. Well, the problem is, even though it may be natural, that chaos is kind of a natural thing, the one thing that isn't so natural for us is, as human beings, the acceptance of it. You know, we all kind of crave this orderly, um, calming force, things in nice, neat little packages with bows on top. I want that. We all want it. We want some predictability. We want some assuredness. But the reality is... Um, 
It's just not going to happen all the time. That fear, that uncertainty, it never really goes away, does it? And I think one thing that's been a real a kind of an aha moment or a big takeaway from doing this show over the past four and a half years is this idea that it never goes away. That was actually a liberating moment for me early on in the show when I started talking to some of these heavy hitters and some of these well-known thought leaders and, and people that we would put in large success buckets who've accomplished a lot. And I remember asking Steve Forbes uh, off the air, you know, when does the fear actually go away? And he laughed at me and he said, it never goes away. And it's so true. I mean, and the more that you look and the more that you start reading about people who've accomplished significant things in life, things that you and I want to emulate, um, it never goes away. I mean, people deal and struggle with limiting beliefs and, and, and doubt and fear and uncertainty all the time. And so the successful ones are the people that break through that significance barrier are the ones that get comfortable with the chaos. And the more that I started looking back at what, you know, my foundation for leadership, which is a lot of it was in the Marine Corps, it taught me a lot. And especially as I got thrust in the corporate arena in 2001 and kind of seeing that, yeah, the Marine Corps taught me a lot more than how to fly airplanes. And you look at what the Marine Corps does or any small unit leadership, uh, warfighting unit, you know, the SEALs, Special Forces, Force Recon, the Green Berets, um, or just the military in general. I mean, I think there there is, a, a, but particularly for smaller unit leadership types like the Marine Corps, the SEALs, Special Forces, there's this reliance or this understanding that, look, we don't got the time, the energy, the resources to make everything into night, nice, neat little boxes. You know, uh, General McChrystal talks about this extensively in Team of Teams, if, you, if you've read that book, if you're familiar with it. Um, but it's really kind of been the rule of the day of all types of small unit leadership. And, and what McChrystal talks about in Team of Teams is exactly that. It's like, look, we're all kind of indoctrinated certainly in business and in life under this kind of Frederick Wenzel Taylor scientific management theory of life and leadership. I mean, it permeates everything, right? And I'm not here to completely bash wholeheartedly on Frederick Wenzel Taylor, although I'm, I mean, certainly, you know, solving complicated problems, it works well, you know, building a car or building a bridge over a massive canyon, um, um, assembly line type of stuff with predictable outcomes. Yes, um, it works well. Um, but the things I don't like about scientific management theory is that it, you can't apply it to everything. You know, Frederick Winslow Taylor was well known for saying, "Look, there's there's one right way to do everything, and they're going and that's what scientific management theory is is try to figure out the most efficient way." Well, the problem with that is when you deal with uh, complicated things, it works. But when you deal with complex things, it doesn't work so well. And so what's the difference between complicated and complex? Well, a complicated problem is just that. How do I build a bridge to get across this massive canyon? That's a complicated problem that has concrete solutions. Now, when you're dealing with life and all the interactions with human beings, and particularly in business today, where it's global, where it's you know, exponentially fast. Um, things can happen in a heartbeat with social media. I mean, the whole world can turn upside down with some little unknown um, starting a viral video and the whole world can, a revolution can literally almost start. And um, that's the reality of our world. 
Now you may say, well, where's how does this apply to myself and me individually on my leadership journey? And I said, well, look, the reality is we all deal with chaos. I don't care if you're a stay-at-home mom. I don't care if you're an executive, a lawyer, uh, if you're cashier at a convenience store. It doesn't matter if you're a student. I mean, we deal with chaos. I mean, it's just every one of us, and a lot of it, it's it's different. It's different and personal for each and every one of us. But we deal with chaos on a consistent basis. So my argument is, well, if that's the case, if that's true, if fear and uncertainty never goes away, and I contend that it doesn't, it's always going to be with us. Isn't it better with our limited time, with our limited energy, with our limited resources? If we spend and we, we figure out how to be that calming force within the chaos, how do we get comfortable in a chaotic environment? That's why I talk about the Marine Corps a lot. I think if you look or any or any kind of small unit leadership in the military, you know, like they their exact survival or the reasons why they're going to they're going to be successful in their missions is because they've understood how to sur- not only survive, but thrive in chaotic environment. They use chaos to the, towards their advantage. So I think we can take a page out of that playbook and we can apply it to our lives as individuals, both on a personal and professional level. Because look, we deal with chaos. And all of us are always looking, or people are always looking for, in general, that calming force, right? These are unprecedented times. I mean, people are losing their minds, and it kind of drives me crazy from the political spectrum to see how crazy people are getting and losing their minds, thinking the world's coming to an end. And I tend to look at it a different way. I said, look, there's no better time to be alive on the planet. This is the best time in the world to be alive on this planet. Bar none. Uh, you wouldn't know it talking to some people. You think, you know, we're just one step away from doomsday. Maybe we are, but I don't like to look at it that way. I mean, there are opportunities. There's no better time in history uh, for you to take advantage of all the the wealth and abundance that's out there for all of our taking. I strongly believe that. And leadership is at the forefront of that. So if you're going to succeed in this environment, you're going to have to learn how to survive and thrive in a chaotic environment. So how do you do that? Well, I think there's a couple of things, you know, and I'll talk in, in depth in some future episodes of, of specifically what you can do. But there's three things I really want to talk about on taking steps towards striving uh, or, th- or surviving and thriving in a chaotic environment. I think first and foremost, you've got to be uh, under the umbrella of courage, right? Um, you have to be courageous. I talk about it in my four C's, kind of like the calm, confident, consistent, and courageous. Those are the avenues towards uh, a foundation of leadership. But being courageous is certainly going to help you thrive and survive in a chaotic environment. So what do you think about when you hear the word courage, right? A lot of times people uh, think about it means being fearless. And I know I thought about that. I'd look at these courageous acts, you know, people, um, you know, Neil Armstrong landing on the moon with 17 seconds of gas left, um, you know, life and death type situations, you know, Sully Solenberger landing on the Hudson. Those are courageous. And I used to kind of equate that with being fearless. Well, the reality is, you know, Sully Solenberger wasn't fearless in that uh Hudson water landing. I mean, he was petrified. You look at his interview on 60 Minutes and he says the most sickening, falling through the floor, pit of the stomach feeling he ever had in his life. He was petrified. He was petrified. So he survived and thrived in a chaotic environment, though, and you do that by being courageous. And and so we'll talk more of that in depth uh, about courage on a, on a future episode. But I think just in general, remember that courage is a choice, right? It's a dichotomy. You're going to be afraid, 
right? You're going to feel nervous. And I kind of equate it to, you know, David standing up against the giant, right? Um, you know, did he, it's like suspending the belief, knowing that you're going to get through this, right? Having that confidence, but you're going to be afraid. I imagine David was petrified when he was standing up against a giant, but at the same time, that paradox, he knew he was going to knock that giant down. And so that to me is what courage is. It's being afraid, but doing the right thing anyway, standing firm on your shaky legs and doing the right thing. And fear is actually a blessing, right? Because it's a great barometer telling you what you should probably be doing. And that to me is what courage is. So you need to pay attention to those signs of fear instead of running from it, embrace it because it's actually a blessing, a sign, a barometer of what you should probably be doing. And if you work through it, you make the decisions, you, you step on the other side, you let go of the familiar, something significant is going to happen on the other side, no doubt about it. And so that's what courage is. Your life is literally going to expand or shrink uh, in direct proportion to the amount of courage that you face. And people follow courage. They don't follow your resume. They don't follow your experience. They don't follow your charisma. But they do follow your courage. And you can't plan on being courageous, but you sure as hell can plan to choose it, right? And so that's the difference. And so I think that's the first thing you want to do if you want to lay the foundations, like how do I survive and thrive in a chaotic environment? Number First and foremost, be courageous. Now, the second thing kind of tied along with that is you got to be decisive, right? Nothing drives me crazy. I mean, I think in the, in this, particularly in my, my 16 years in the corporate arena, the thing that drove me bonkers or my biggest pet peeve was the lack of decision-making that is rampant uh, throughout corporate America. If you really want to you know, make a difference and stand out, be that one that's willing to make that decision uh, with partial information, right? I talk about, and again, another future episode, we're going to really dive into this about the, what I call the 75% solution, where you're willing to, you know, get as much information as you can to where it's 75%. And whatever that is, that's for you to decide. But use that other 25% of your experience, your expertise, your intuition, your gut instinct, and make that decision, right? Being decisive is so critical. And I think a lot of times we've all, you know, you think back to those times where you've worked with somebody who was indecisive and it's so painful, it's so awkward and you feel it's just gross, right? And maybe you've been that leader who's kind of sat there and like, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? Make a decision. Trust your gut instinct. You know, trust your experience. Trust the people around you to feed the information. And then once you pull that trigger, just pull it and see what happens and don't look back, right? And see the, see the end result, right? It's a whole kind of OODA loop thing. Uh, the uh, observe, uh, orient, decide, and act, and, uh, and make a decision, right? So being courageous, being decisive, um, that's the, the two of the things that you can do uh, to lay the groundwork uh, to survive in a, in a chaotic environment. The third thing, uh, which I think is, is, is um, critical to that, is you've got to compartmentalize and you've got to learn how to compartmentalize and, uh, your fear and your uncertainty, right? And it's in the Marine Corps, we called about losing, not losing your bearing, making sure that you have that presence. Um, and after flying planes for the past um, you know, 22 years, that has probably been the biggest skill, the biggest takeaway that comes naturally through learning how to fly a plane. I didn't used to think that um, being calm in a crisis situation or being calm all the time um, I thought it was a natural gift. It certainly comes through training, right? Um, 
compartmentalization when things start to go crazy, particularly when it is chaotic, is such an asset to have. Uh, it can be taught. It's a learned skill. And again, we'll talk about this in, in a future episode where I call Hack the Clock, a technique I learned how to fly a plane, flying planes, and how to be calm in a chaotic situation. You know, Understanding that you're going to be afraid, but when things happen, you got to take that breath. You got to learn how to do it. And it's different from everybody, but I'm just telling you, you got to find ways where you got to compartmentalize and be that calming presence in every situation. You cannot afford to freak out and lose your bearing. One of the biggest um, detriments to a leadership leader's career, um, and it's hard to recover from, is when you actually lose it, uh, either from a panic situation or your temper. Uh, is losing your bearing. It's very difficult to come back from that. And as leaders, you cannot afford that. So you have to find ways to be calm in every situation. So those are the three things that I think to delay the bedrock I just wanted to get across in this last 15 minutes about thriving in the chaos. Number one, that the fear and uncertainty is never going to go away, right? Chaos is a natural occurring thing. It's you're better spent or you're getting more bang for the buck if you take your limited time, energy, and resources on learning how to thrive in a chaotic environment instead of trying to get rid of the chaos, right? Now, we don't want to add to the chaos necessarily. I'm not saying that. But you're better spent taking your time, energy, and resources and learning how to be that calming force within the chaos. To do that then, what are the steps that we take? What are the foundation of how to be that calming force within the chaos is number one, be courageous. It's a choice. Never forget that. Be decisive. You know, Don't be the one who's just sitting there waiting for all the information to come in to make a perfect decision because that's impossible. It's better to make a decent decision with partial information than waiting too late for all the information to make this mythical perfect decision. It's not going to happen, right? So be courageous, be decisive. And the third thing is you got to be calm. You got to be, you cannot lose your bearing in any situation. Learn how to compartmentalize your fear, your uncertainty, um, and be that calming force in every circumstance. All right. 17 minutes long, a little longer than I wanted, but that was the first episode. More to follow on this. Put some comments. Subscribe to the show down in here. Subscribe on uh, Dose of Leadership on iTunes. Reach out to me at richard at doseofleadership.com. You can go to my website, doseofleadership.com, or you can go to richardryerson.com. Reach out to me there. Learn more about my coaching services, my masterminding, which has been a real big push since November and had a lot of great success is my Legacy Leader Blueprint course. You can find out more at both of my websites where I take groups of five to ten individuals and I walk them through my 20 online videos, 20 videos, and four active uh, coaching sessions with me. Um, speaking, I'm always available to speak. Keynotes, group training, seminars. I do everything that's involved with leadership, engagement, communication, uh, and making the world a better place under the umbrella of love and leadership. And so again, thanks for tuning into the show and we'll see you on the next episode. Hey, thanks for tuning into the show. Go to richardryerson.com or doseofleadership.com and fill out the contact page and reach out to me. Let me know where you're at your leadership journey. Also, if you want access to my brand new online leadership course to help become a better leader, go to legacyleaderblueprint.com. Fill out your email and you gain access to a free 12-minute video that will reveal the top secrets of leadership and also show you how you can gain access, exclusive access, to my online leadership course. That's LegacyLeaderBlueprint.com. Hope to see you on the inside. Thanks for tuning into the show.